0: Ladies. All the social All the social ladies, All the social ladies. All the social All the social, the social,
1: the social put your palms up. Hi Jen. Hey Miss. How'd your day start today? Pretty good. How's your day going? Pretty good.
2: <laughs> In case you haven't seen, there's a meme going around. How it started versus how it's going. A lot of brands have jumped on it. mm mm-hmm. And celebrities. And celebrities my friend lebron yeah the bubble's now over so after winning his fourth nba championship
1: the other night yesterday he posted on facebook how it started and it's him with no trophies and then how it's going (laughs) him Him
2: with with four. four yeah have you seen any other good branded ones
1: yeah sports twitter is actually all over it um, let's see. The Buffalo Bills have done a tweet. The Denver Nuggets, the Golden State Warriors, San Antonio Spurs, and even sports games.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, NBA 2 k 21 The video game. Video game. They did one that was like how it started It's Zion Williamson in like low definition (laughs) and then um one for 2k21 which is like the updated graphics package and you can like see every
2: drop of sweat Sweat on his face yeah I love that um Dunkaroos did it too oh yeah they're showing a tweet that says someone wanted Dunkaroos to be brought back (laughs) and then it's showing them announcing that they were coming back in summer 2020 did that happen (laughs) I haven't I mean I know you can buy them again I've seen people eating them so I assume so
1: Huh, gotta get some of those. I love Dunkaroos. So, a couple weeks ago, we talked to Carrie Suba about how much we all are using Slack now. Oh, yeah. And loving Slack. Yeah. Did you
2: see they have stories now? Yeah, like that's crazy, but. I just need it to stop. Not every platform needs stories. No, but they said I read an article and it
1: said instead of having a 15 minute daily stand up meeting, can't we just record the videos earlier and get rid of the meeting? It's a little bit more of a human way of giving updates, hmm. which I can see both sides of because I think there are some times where I just want to like say something real quick and I could just record a video and post it to my team. Yeah. But like this morning I had a five minute call with a girl from my team just for an update and we got to like catch up on each other's weekends. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if you do it in stories, you miss that opportunity for... The one-to-one. Yeah. yeah. For just
2: like the chatting and... Almost like Connection. the office Yeah, the office culture side yeah, of it. Yeah. It's interesting. I would just like to see how other people use it. Last but not least, I hear you have something about TikTok to share with me.
1: Yeah, so Piper Sandler's latest Taking Stock of Teens semi annual report showed that TikTok has surpassed instagram mm-hmm. on accounts that gen z likes to be on yeah so sense. now it's snapchat tiktok and instagram is number three wow strong top three
2: Strong top three <laughs>
1: um, but at the same time the report also shows which brands gen z likes wh- who gets share of wallet etc and two of them that i thought were interesting were that elf is it elf or yellow eyes I- love's face yeah either one works okay eyes Lips face Um, climbed to number two in the cosmetics brands up from four from last year and CeraVe is number one um, at a staggering 28% share which surpasses Neutrogena.
2: Both of those brands are huge on TikTok. Huge on TikTok. I mean the Eyes Love Space Challenge come on. and all of skincare TikTok love CeraVe. Yep.
1: I use Cerave now, and I didn't even know that was a thing until someone asked me if I <laughs> got that from TikTok. I was like, no, it was like number one on Target.com. Yeah, but that's why I was number yeah. one on Target.com.
2: I love that we're talking a little bit about the beauty space because our guest this week is in it. Yeah. So Kiku Shaudry is the co-founder of Shaws and Kicks,
1: which is a hair wellness company of clean, natural Indian-inspired
2: products. We learn a lot from Kiku. There's a lot of education that goes into this product and she does a really great job at explaining their approach to content, making this way more accessible to consumers who may not be familiar with it. Let's hear it.
0: Hi, Kiku. Hi, how are you guys? We are so good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So we're going to
1: start the episode with a social media speed round where we'll ask you to answer these questions with the first couple words that come to mind. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, what
2: is your favorite social network? Instagram. What is your go-to emoji?
0: Um, The sideways laughing with while crying, the crying mm-hmm. laughing sideways.
1: How about Twitter or TikTok? Uh, Twitter. What about stories or feed? Feed. What Instagram ad can you not get rid of?
0: I feel like right now there's a lot of like kind of cooking and like pantry items. Um, I'm getting a lot of Our Place and mm-hmm. Brightland Olive Oil, both brands I love.
2: <laughs> what about your favorite meme?
0: Oh, um this one's this one my my girlfriends and I are always like have on on hand it's the why though it's this image of I think it's like a it's like a renaissance painting um of this of this man I don't even I honestly don't even know like the historic background of it um but he's um, a comical looking man and the meme is the is why though yes (laughs) that's
1: a great one yes okay last question it's 2005 and we're on your myspace profile what song is playing?
0: Ooh, 2005. Oh, you know, I, I don't know exactly the t- exact time when the song came out, but I feel like it's around that time. Remember Jojo. And it was like, um, get out.
1: Uh, yes, not now. Yes.
0: I, we love that I feel song. Like, <laughs> um, I, I feel like I've like just completely butchered everything about it, but I feel like <laughs> some will, some will know what I'm talking about. Um, and I feel like I always listen to that while I'm like getting ready to go out. Yes. <laughs> okay.
2: So I would love for us, for us to kind of just start with a little bit about you and launching this company. I know you kind of teased already that you are a new entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you're doing
0: these days. Yeah, love to. So yeah, absolutely. A brand new entrepreneur. Um, have only been kind of out in in the wild, out in the world uh, for two months. We launched officially at the end of July. Congratulations! In um, our company, yeah, that's
2: a super exciting time. I'm sure
0: it is. It it is exciting. There is a lot of newness. Um, with that comes like a roller coaster of um of a lot of things. <laughs> um, but yeah, very. The, the beginning nascent phases of this exciting journey. And it's one of those things where, you know, I, I feel like I, I've been out in like the corporate business world for, for many years. And what's exciting is that like every day is new and you just really don't know what like next week looks like or the next mm-hmm. month or the next year. You know, I think I, I, I personally really kind of thrive in that in that unknown, um, and the excitement of, um, anything can happen. So, uh, that's, that's been something that's like a new feeling when it comes to work, which I'm enjoying, but yeah, we company, uh, officially two weeks, uh, two months ago, it's Shaws and Cakes, It's a hair wellness company, um, that is co-created by myself and my sister, we started conceptualizing this company about two years ago. Uh, we both lived in kind of different continents. Um, my sister lived in Dubai with a foreign assignment with her family for a few years, and I was out in New York City for me as well. And we both, about two years ago, moved back home, and home is Texas. And um, it was kind of one of those things where the kind of, it felt like the stars aligned, and we both happened to come back and, and live in the, the same place, which we hadn't in many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've always said we always wanted to do things together. We've never, we've never worked together. We've never even worked even remotely, you know, kind of in the same um, you know, in, in the same area. But we felt like besides personally getting really along, we felt like we had some um great kind of technical skill sets that were helped mm-hmm. each other out. Also, we were aware of our kind of general work ethic and how we go about when it comes to work and business. I saw
1: that your sister has a degree in chemical engineering and you have a degree in digital marketing. That's quite the difference. But like you the said, like complementary. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So Shaz is yeah, an engineer by trade, but um, then she went back to, to school, got her MBA and has been in the world of corporate marketing and strategy and has worked for, um, you know, kind of big fortune 500 companies Mm -hmm. out there. And yeah, I'm, I'm like what they call a digital native. I've Mm -hmm. only really worked on digital businesses and digital products started off, uh, working kind of in the nonprofit arena, um, in the marketing, in the marketing space. And this was back in 07 where digital marketing was just a kind of like a a new thing. And, and I was like the youngest person on the marketing team. And they were (laughs) like, you Facebook. Why don't you get us on there? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> and then moved over to Condé Nast, um, the the very large, um, kind of iconic publishing company. And at that point, they were just really kind of setting up and and taking off their digital side of their business. And so I was one of the first um, employees on on that on that business leg. Very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. So it was very much like it was a it was a brand new position, um, that really didn't exist. I kind of came in. To, to work on vogue.com as like a hybrid digital strategist and analyst. Then uh went over to gq.com, one of my favorite gigs, and um just came in at a really um kind of like a nice little pivot point. Um and then moved over kind of what you know what what we would call the corporate side. So didn't work on brand <laughs> anymore, but worked across the portfolio, which was uh which was cool. So I, I led digital growth and innovation. At that time there was about twenty brands that were under the conde umbrella, mm-hmm. um starting of Annie fair, allure, glamour, of course, GQ, and um, Vogue. And so um, and that, I did that for, for for several years. And again, kind of was part of a lot of the growth that was happening from from the digital aspect of it, um, of this big kind of iconic legacy brand, but a lot a lot of newness um, that I was part of and I had the great opportunity totally. to be part of. It.
1: I feel like what you're saying too is like, it's, it was that time where there was so much unknown and there was so much scrappiness and you kind of just had to figure out how to navigate the space, which is similar to what you- Are doing now. Are doing now as yeah. an entrepreneur. And that these, <laughs> the things that you said that you liked about being an entrepreneur is, kind of each day is different. So sounds like you learned a lot from the publishing experience too that helped you out now.
0: Yeah, I would absolutely agree. Um yeah, I feel like I like I every single one of my roles was honestly a new one. It didn't it wasn't like I was filling anyone's shoes. Right. Um, and we had really yeah think outside of the box so tell me how you got into
2: the hair care beauty type of space I mean publishing is very different than that but at least with Vogue and GQ you're kind of touching that uh, vertical <laughs> vertical a little bit
0: um have you always been interested in that yeah I feel like I kind of just like rambled on a lot about like my my past lives but that kind of a lot of things that like all kind of came together to really give life to my my new life now with with Shaz and Cakes so of course, some um, a lot of like the the technical experience um, and like the industry know how came from my you know kind of almost fifteen years of being in, in that digital landscape, which has helped um, you know launch and create this this online business. Um, but the love of beauty and wellness and hair really started way back, way back a long time before. Um, so we are we are uh, first generation Indian Americans. Our our parents. Um, immigrated from India back in the nineteen seventies, and so we're incredibly close to our culture. Our parents were were very keen on us, um, you know, speaking our mother tongue and being very um, engrossed and 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 loving and and uh, feeling very empowered by um, by our heritage and by our roots. And so we spent. All of our summers growing up, um, and even kind of through college as well, um, back in India, uh, we had a lot of family and, and friends that lived there at that time and still live there. Yeah, we would go back and we would live just like, you know, kind of the way my parents grew up. And that was really important to them. That sounds incredible. Yeah, incre- absolutely. You know, when, when, you're, when you're young and you're doing it, uh, you know, yay, it's fun. I you know, we're so close to our, our cousins, you know, it would just be like a it'd be like a fun summer vacation, right? And you never even think that much about you're it. Right. And then as you get older... <laughs> And the things that really shaped you and do continue to shape you, um, that is such an incredible aspect of our lives, of our childhood, um, and then even you know beyond childhood as well. That really kind of shaped so much of uh, of who we are, you know, of uh, personally and now and now professionally, which is so so exciting. So especially our maternal grandmother, which is our our mom's mom, um, they live out in this in this incredibly beautiful like just picture picture book um area of india they live in the foothills of the himalayas um close to darjeeling which is kind mm-hmm. of the tea capital many many might be. so kind of amongst the tea gardens and also it's a very kind of almost a tropical lush um, uh, area of 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 india and our grandmother was a big practitioner of um of ayurveda which is uh, one of the world's ancient um healing systems that comes from that indian subcontinent region um which uses again it's there's a lot of layers and and um a lot of complexity to it, but basically uses kind of like the power of plants and natural healing Mm to take care of the body. So, you know, besides, you know, uh, her kind of cooking with a lot of these herbs and that being part of her diet, um, she would also on a daily basis would create beauty products that were made out of these herbs from her garden, oils from her kitchen. Um, and she would mix them up and there'd be, you know, it was joint family. So there was like multiple aunties Mm -hmm. and cousins and mom and, and we had three grandmothers and, um, and we would all kind of, you know, it would be this daily practice of coming together and, um, and, and then, you know, kind of gossiping and chatting and sharing with one another while we, while we put these amazing kind of handcrafted uh, plant-based uh, beauty products on our head, on, on our scalp, on our hair, on our bodies. And this was a very kind of daily, regular practice. This is how we would, you know, you would kind of, you have your skincare routine now that you might be doing in your bathroom. But this is um, mm-hmm. how it's it been done for centuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, month, it, with and cultures and and we were able to very gratefully experience it while we were growing up um and so the the love of of taking care of your body and then especially um using natural ingredients using herbal ingredients and understanding kind of the science behind it and and the synergistic powers that they have when they're mixed together um was something that i was you know i was that i was a teacher's pet of my grandmother and i loved that <laughs> um and as well the crux of our company yeah i
1: i knew ayurveda because my aunt is a yoga teacher. So when she was doing the teacher training, she would cook, um, just like you said, with the with the herbs and the ingredients. But I didn't know that it extended to beauty and wellness as well. So it was interesting to hear you talk about that. And of course, my favorite part of getting my haircut is when you, the, the scalp I, massage. I know. The scalp massage that is really the best. Um, Tell us a little bit for those who might not know, what is the product? It's a scalp and hair pre-wash. Why,
0: do, why should people be incorporating this into their beauty routine? So yeah, our very first product that we've created is called Back to Your Roots, which is kind of, you know, a little, a little pond back to our roots, back to your hair roots. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and, and, and the category is a scalp and hair pre-wash, which is really not something that is prevalent or really part mm-hmm. of a lot of kind of like... The Western or American hair care routine, but is a very, very common practice um, in in many Asian, East Asian cultures, um, and especially um, something that is like a regular practice among South Asians and and Indian. And it's usually oil-based and you'll you'll create this and you'll massage it into your dry scalp and your dry strands. And this is before you even jump into the shower and start your wash routine. So we really say this is the the essential step one in hair care routine. So even before... Before you start your wash routine, so something like this pre-wash is formulated right at the exact pH level that um, that your scalp, that your scalp and hair are at. So it really helps offset those larger pHs that are more alkaline, um, that are necessary, but um, you need that protection uh, and that offset of the pH to, to keep it balanced. I feel
1: like whatever I get my or like the hairstylist, they always tell you, you know, not to wash your hair every day because you're getting rid of those oils that are essential Mm -hmm. to keeping your skin healthy, like you said. But I feel like if I'm taking a shower, if I don't wash my hair, I don't feel clean. Clean, Like I need that feeling of like the full shower. So it sounds like this is a kind of a product that I could use to then maybe balance out all the oils (laughs) that I'm stripping away every time I wash my hair.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It also creates this little like raincoat or we like to call it a protective shield. Um, So, you know, we always hear, like you say, kind of like, wet hair is the weakest hair and then what happens is that when your hair is unprotected in its normal state it's porous all 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 hair is porous some more than others and you jump in the shower and start getting it wet or you jump in the pool or wherever you're going uh when uh, wherever however you're kind of getting your hair wet um you tend to get uh Too much water that basically gets absorbed into your hair strands and the structure is not flexible and it starts breaking, which is, again, why you always hear, uh, like, you know, don't don't rough handle your hair when it's wet, don't brush it, comb it when it's wet. And that's because it really becomes a weak state because it just gets flooded with water. And that's that's inevitable that happened that can happen to any hair. And so when you put something in your hair like this, again, the right type of oil mix that is able to create um, that little protective shield, you get a lot, lot less water that goes in and uh, starts flooding your hair. And so your hair inevitably is able to keep its structure um, a lot more stronger. And then it's kind of a domino effect, right? It doesn't get as damage prone to like heat and the environment and your styling products. Um, just because from the very beginning, you're able to really strengthen it from the inside and from the outside.
1: Mm-hmm. I definitely need to use this because I straighten my hair every day. <laughs> I have naturally like curly frizzy hair and it sounds like it's great for my type of hair, but who is your customer in general? Should everyone be using this product? Is it better for different kind of hair types?
0: Yeah. So it's actually something that is, it is a very necessary step one in every person's Mm -hmm. hair. And it doesn't matter what kind of hair you have. We've actually formulated for two larger hair categories. So we have one that is more for like kind of thin, fine, um, type one, type two hair, which is straight or wavy. And then we have one that's for dry, frizzy or curly hair. And this is for kind of that type three, type four, curly and kinky, coily hair as well. Absolutely for every single person and every single type of hair type and characteristic that you can possibly have.
2: As you just shared with us, like there's a lot of teaching that goes into incorporating this product. Cause I feel like, I mean, Michelle and I had never heard of something like this before talking to you. So. Mm How are you breaking this down for other consumers who aren't listening to this podcast? Yeah,
0: that is a great question. And definitely one of our biggest kind of like efforts and also challenges, right? So kind of bringing something to the market mm-hmm. is um, is new and is exciting and, and you can have an, you know kind of a competitive edge. But also with that comes, um, you know, kind of it's a double-edged sword. It's like people are like, cool, I don't even know what this is. I, it's probably not even, you know, applicable to me or, you know, it, there's a lot of unknown. Um, you know, that's kind of one of our main goals of our, of our 12-month um kind of period is trying to bring as much education as possible so whether mm-hmm. through our you know our instagram feed is is chock full of like you know we break down we have so many different ingredients and there's so many different types of ayurvedic Indian herbs oils and flowers so you know every other week we pick one and we kind of do a deep dive into it um then there's you know there's the stories aspect of it where we are able to kind of talk through and you know have a little bit more of like you know kind of that one-on-one quote unquote and really kind of talk through the benefits of it and then you Know, we also have a quiz on our site our site is very informational uh, we also have a quiz there um, you can obviously access it through our Instagram as well that really help you figure out which one is for you but we really try to like in every type of touch point that we have is trying to bring that education right so we're starting to work mm-hmm. with create like an ambassador program we've been able to like really kind of um, been fortunate to have like organic Fans and advocates of the brands, whether they, be, yeah. um, you know, actual influencers, and that's their occupation. Or customers that have you know that have been our early adopters and that are that you know that really love and, and believe in our product. It's almost like you know how skincare was I don't know whatever maybe five ten years ago where um, there's a lot of newness, right? A lot of different types of ingredients, a lot of different right. products, um, and so there is there is a heavy lifting of bringing something new to the market. Um, we've gotten amazing feedback, and we just hope to continue to you know use word of mouth and then use all of our different yeah. market touch points as much as possible.
1: Yeah, I, I was browsing the Instagram. And was so impressed by, you know, like you said, you launched two months ago, but there's so much useful content on there already. And, you know, seeing the influencers post or the UGC that you're sharing, as well as these beautiful illustrations. Um, I know that you probably imagined to launch a little bit earlier and COVID threw a wrench in it, but how are you able to use that time to kind of build your brand and Establish this presence on social
0: media. Um, so yes, we paused and we freaked out, just like everybody else. Uh, <laughs> and, um, but you know, but during that time, you know, there, there was a lot of things that I, you know, I, I'm now very grateful for for that time uh, from between from April when we were supposed to launch till the end of July when we were officially were able to launch. Um, and a lot of that was also was was kind of was really focusing on building community and really having like, a hope of kind of one-on-one, um, you know, DMs and, and conversations. Um, and even again, kind of like video chats as possible with our community, with people that were interested, um, that, you know, were, have, were, were able to kind of find us through um, through some fashion reform and were interested in learning. And so I feel like during those, those few months, we really kind of, you know, we, there wasn't so much about, it wasn't so much about product, but it was about conversation um, and education. Yep. And we really—that was a time where you know uh, we were able to really kind of focus on the blog and create content there, um, and then again, kind of like really build up our feed as well. Um, and so, yeah, so you know, so you know, kind of looking back in hindsight, those few months I think were very, um, from from a professional standpoint, from our company standpoint, were uh, were very beneficial because I think we we learned a lot and we were able to um, build up a little bit more of buzz and um, again through our education and through our um, through what we we're kind of sharing and putting out there
1: yeah even right now i saw yesterday on instagram stories you were doing a giveaway in partnership with some other brands so just again like you said finding ways to expand that network i think is awesome
0: yeah absolutely yeah that's definitely been finding finding other amazing brands to um to work with in various ways has been also super exciting
2: you have to tell us what's next for you and the brand overall I feel like you keep alluding to this idea of our first product, so I want (laughs) to know if there's a second product or
0: something. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um... Yeah, so you know we've we've been very kind of prescriptive and made conscious decisions of kind of the rollout of products. Um, you know, again, we are we're self funded, so we don't have tons of capital, so we weren't even yep. you know financially able to come out with multiple SKUs, which um, was actually also very much aligned with our with our um, kind of philosophy and ethos of how we want to very consciously um, create the you know each step of your hair care routine and and create that and then share that so you know we say that this is Mm -hmm. one the pre-mask um step two and three are more familiar products um at which we're working on and it it is it is what you know a shampoo and conditioner and so we actually have just launched a um a survey that, we, that we've starting to kind of share out um, to, to anyone that wants to come in and help us create um, our next shampoo and conditioner. So we want to hear what you like, what you don't like, uh, anywhere from like the touch and feel to the fragrance to kind of what the end results are. Um, and so we want to do this in like a crowdsourcing way. Um, and we want to make sure that we create a product that um, really resonates with with um, the people that help build, build it with us. Um, so we're in the process of doing... Doing that, um, we're hoping to launch with our shampoo condition, hopefully in the early part of next year.
1: That's amazing. I definitely want to take the survey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's such an exciting thing to feel like you could be influential in a product like that. I mean, as a consumer, um, thinking about like everything I love about my shampoo now, and what would I want in a future product? Yeah, and is... the things you don't like, right? Exactly. To be able to incorporate
0: that and know you're listening is really cool. Yeah, yeah, we really hope to bring that to life. So we're excited about that. That's some those are some of the funnest funnest things. When I wake up and I'll see like our latest like survey results.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. It was such a pleasure to hear this origin story about a product that we're not familiar with, but now I feel like I need to go out and buy because I need it. (laughs) It was such a pleasure chatting, Kiku.
0: It was so amazing to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me and having this wonderful, lovely conversation. I had a great time. Yay, us too.
2: I really enjoy what they're doing with the influencer and brand ambassador stuff oh yeah it's truly using social media as word of mouth marketing Mm -hmm. you know
1: well yeah not only is the brand introducing a new product but it's a new product category to the market so getting people to try it
2: is essential no it's absolutely essential for the growth of the business moving forward I'm excited for the shampoo. I can't believe she told us that. I know. You know I love sneak peeks.
1: We have to buy the pre-wash. I need it. I want to try it.
2: I really hope I meant I wanted to ask her if it was gonna make my scalp tingle. You know how Ooh, I like that my I love when that happens. Yeah, like my like a tea tree. Exactly. You know I really you can like answer that. that in the survey. Sure. Good thinking. You know what I also really need to buy? What? Halloween candy.
1: Great segue, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) I set you up for that one. Yes, so let's talk about Halloween candy. Each year shoppers spend 4.6 billion dollars on Halloween candy. Is there going to be a huge deficit in that number this year? Well, the brands, the candy brands are getting creative to try to meet their normal amount of sales. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Are you setting me up again? No, but I'm really curious. I mean, I just want to talk about mine too.
2: Well, mine is Sour Patch Kids. Wow. That I... is the account that we want you to follow this week. Okay, but let's talk about your favorite candy brand too. Reese's. Of course. I feel like those are two classics,
1: but opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, the sour stuff makes my mouth hurt. So Sour Patch Kids is helping families celebrate Halloween safely by doing reverse trick-or-treating. Okay, tell me more about what that means. Okay, so candy fans can nominate their city... And residents of the selected dozen cities will then enter sweepstakes for (laughs) on-demand delivery of Sour Patch Kids, Zombies, and Toilet Paper. Whoa. Okay, so one city will be chosen to host a visit from the brand's kids' mascots. Fun. They will ride through the neighborhoods in a massive jack-o'-lantern vehicle shaped like the classic candy bucket, delivering contact-free packages of Halloween tricks and treats to families. I love that. I thought it was really cute. So follow Sour Patch Kids and get ready to enter the sweepstakes. I'm
2: excited. Do you think I qualify for I don't this? know
1: if Brooklyn, New York will <laughs> make the cut, but we'll see. Fingers crossed.
2: All right. That's it for now. Goodbye. All the social All the
0: social, All the social ladies. 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 Now put your phones up.